Hello. Hello. And welcome to Once More. It's the Leather Jacket, a podcast where two best pals <laughs> rewatch, reexamine, and review our favorite movies, shows, and series. I'm Angel, <laughs> aka Ryan. Some, and I'm Jen Katz, currently dying over what's happening right now. <laughs> we made it. We made it. We made it to episode seven. Angel my leather jacket on in yes. honor of angel today ryan is wearing a leather jacket did you bring four more to change into because everyone's wearing a leather jacket i had to borrow it from buffy oh yeah because you know yeah. he gave it to her she's had it forever oh but it but it fits for what did she what did she say but it fits just right it's, i don't know yeah don't that's know. what she said let's not dig into she's... that but we have so much to talk about when it comes to angel but before Hey. Hey. Any big sporting events happen recently? Yeah. University of Texas is playing great basketball. They may go to the Final Four, may go to the playoffs. But most important was the Super Bowl this weekend. The Super Bowl. Look, I'm going to be honest. I came to this because Travis Kelsey is Taylor Swift's boyfriend. And I wanted to see the Usher concert. (laughs) (laughs) And my family is from Kansas City. So I was like, yeah, okay, cool. I'll cheer on KC. I don't want to say the name of the team because I think it's wildly offensive and inappropriate. So I'm going to just refer to them as refer to them as Kansas City. Yeah, Casey. Casey, you came over. We had a little mini Super Bowl party at the house. Thank you. Yeah, it's a lovely time. The queso and the cheese tots. The cheese tots. The loaded tots. Yeah, loaded cheese tots were great. Loved them. I got a question. I got an answer. Who is in Taylor's box? What's in the box? Wow. (laughs) Who's in the box? Oh, my God. Okay. I know Blake Lively, my girl. She was looking so good. Great. Why in, in that, that jumpsuit? She looks great. I would have done it with a sneaker and not a heel. I have a weird thing about jumpsuits. Mm-hmm. Track suits. Not a jumpsuit. I'm talking about track suits yeah. with heels. I don't know why. I don't like it. Kind of a glamour thing, I guess. It is. She was blending so. both worlds together. It's the best. Sports the and glamour. Worlds. Okay, so I have had three or four people in my life tell me I look like Blake Lively, and um, we have a similar nose. Is it? So Serena Vanderwoodson was there. Serena Vanderwoodson. Who else? Ice Spice. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. and not who, a Spice Girl. Not a Spice Girl. That meme of Jason Kelsey. <laughs> Which Spice Girl? Yeah. Very great. Great. Jason Kelsey was in there. Yeah, the brother. Mm-hmm. The brother and the bear. then no idea who else. He would be such a pair. I guess he is, yeah. Who was the blonde sitting next to I Taylor don't know. the you entire te- game? You texted that in our group message, and I was like, I have no idea. I want a list of people who are in that box. You want the list? I got it. Get the names. And not in the box, but also noteworthy, was Jeff Goldblum. Oh, his reaction of being on the Jumbotron was the sweetest thing in the whole I world. I love him. He's he the best. has good energy everywhere he goes. He's great. Jay-Z and Beyonce. I love how she's just so low-key. I may not have recognized her because she had blonde hair. Oh, I did see her. I think she looks great as a blonde. Yeah. Have you listened to Texas Hold'em? No, but I thought really it was good. interesting Interesting that she dropped her album on the day that it was all about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Just saying. And you know, that's We actually, all saw the Grammys. But that's a cool way to drop an album. A, a commercial at the Super Bowl. It's a nice touche. 
Not when you're getting an award for your current album. Touche. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. She looks great. Texas Hold'em is a great song. Usher concert. Okay. You witnessed me losing my mind. Yeah. Singing along to every song. It was fantastic. However, putting aside my love for Usher, I love Usher. We talked about the other night. I have the 8701 album poster on my wall. I wanted to be Mrs. Usher Raymond. I was obsessed with Usher. That spot looks like it was taken last Oh, I saw he got married. Oh, I was talking about Miss Keys. Oh, we'll get there. But apparently he did get married while he was in Vegas to his girlfriend. Congratulations. My friend Stephanie got married in Vegas last week. They they went to Vegas, got married. Her pictures and video are stunning. We briefly discussed something like that. And it was fantastic. Oh, that's so cool. I love Usher. He's a great performer. It needs to be noted the mic was not working correctly. Right, he was audio fading in and out. With her, with him and with Alicia. She had a bit of a, a flub. And later on, it was really just the tracks playing and he would just pop in and be like, uh, yeah. You know? <laughs> it worked. I was into it. We were I, all watching his feet and his hips. My five-year-old, when he took his shirt off, she's like, why is he taking his shirt off? That was great. And the pole dancers. Oh my God, the pole dancers. <laughs> I had guys like, I had to what, scramble. What are they doing? I was scrambling. Like, well, they're they're doing exercises. I said it's a really difficult type of dance. You have to be really strong. Yeah. It's acrobatic. It's true. And it is. You and did hey, not lie. I did not lie. And for the record, raising our children to be very body positive, mm-hmm. sex positive when it comes to that. But you know, five and four, I don't really want to explain what a stripper is. Yeah, especially <laughs> with your in laws sitting right there. I I enjoyed it. Was it my favorite halftime show ever? No. No. When Ludacris got up there, I think the entire nation probably lost their shit. Luda, all day. Mm -hmm. I I had I had a bit of a crush on Ludacris too. After seeing him in Fast and the Furious or Too Fast Too Furious, whatever. Loved him. Oh, it's great. It's Uh, he's. Have you not seen any of them? Once more, Fast and Furious. I'm gonna go ahead and use my veto button (laughs) on that franchise. Thank you very much. But it's it's family. All right. Alicia Keys. Okay. In that red sequin outfit. And Usher was, well, I think that was a genuine response on his part. Mr. Swiss Beats, I'm sure had Scott's. I'm sure he did. And I love all the TikToks. Yeah. Reenacting his reaction. Yeah. There's especially one that I I love when, like, he's waiting at the door when she comes home. (laughs) It's fantastic. It's on TikTok. Yeah. All the TikTokers are great. So Casey wins. Who? Oh, Casey's. They said Casey. Like, who's Casey? Yes. And you know, K-C got wins. it. Casey yes. wins. They won. And the first half of the game was like, they they were struggle bussing. It was Snoozeville until. And way to go, San Francisco, for. They were giving just... it to them. Yeah. I, they won. And I, congratulations. They played really well. They went into overtime. Both teams played well. It was a great matchup. I want to talk about. Travis Kelsey, hip checking seventy something year old Andy Reid and yelling in his face. Yeah, that was disturbing. I saw some black friends post about that, mm-hmm. saying that this is an example of white privilege, of white aggression, male white oh. aggression. Yeah, and, and privilege just being able to bump up and, and yell like that. It mm-hmm. just they were not checking that vibe and the comments and the reactions underneath it were all unanimous in the same regard it i mean it was very disappointing and and inappropriate because it 
you have a platform. Mm-hmm. So many young people watch football, especially males, as much as sure as sexist as that is. Fact of the matter is a lot of young boys watch and they look up to these players. And to see that, and then it was brushed off. Yeah, and has Kelsey even addressed it? Uh, perhaps. I'm sure someone's going to ask him about it, or maybe he'll bring it up on the podcast with his brother. Oh, yeah. Uh, or I'm sure they'll smooth it all over. They all have great PR teams and you know, folks coaching them what to say. But I, I'm yeah. with you. It, it was an uncomfortable moment and scene, and maybe part of that was maybe it just didn't need to be aired, but um, but it was. It was so what? what if you would have knocked him over? He could have really yeah. hurt him. Well, I, I watched the coach's response after the game, and he seemed pretty dismissive about it all. He's so like, dismissive. hey, you know, he's he's a great player. He played his heart out. He was in the middle of the game. He's like, I, it's happened before. I don't really think too much about it. Yeah. Moved, you know, moved on. He's very it, gracious about it. He, he didn't have to be, nor should he have been. They should have sat his ass out, in my opinion. I don't, mm-hmm. but that, but that goes to the bigger but conversation of sports, right? Yeah. And you can get away with bad behavior because you're good at sports. That's it. That's basically what the coach said. He's like, yeah, you know, he's he's a great player and he wanted to win the game. He, he I'm wanted, sure he did. He wanted to be put in and, yeah. and he was put in and he won the game. Yeah, well. What, I, how are you going to argue with that? Oh, America. It was just really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I actually talked to my kids about it. Good. Yeah, yes, yesterday, because today's Tuesday, yesterday in the car, talking about, you know, because my oldest, upon waking up, her first question was, did Travis Kelsey win? Because she knows Travis Kelsey from Taylor Swift. Sure. She loves Taylor Swift. I said, they did. And so we were talking and I said, do you guys remember when he was yelling at his coach? Yeah. I said, what do you think about that? We had a whole conversation in the car about how that's not okay and he should have some consequences because that's what we teach our kids. If you make a choice, your actions have consequences for good or for bad. Right. Yeah. You can't do that with your coach. Oh, it was just really disappointing, but... (laughs) He had a couple cringeworthy moments in this game and post-game. I watched it live because you had left. Everybody had left. My husband had gone to bed. The kids were in bed. And I was getting ready, full disclosure, to film a Vanderpump Rules TikTok for my personal page. Follow me at the Gen Cats. But anyway, I was watching the post and texting my friends in our Swifties group chat. And I was like, guys, are you watching this? Guys, 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 what's happening? And I'm just going to play the clip and everyone else can cringe along with me. And we lost all of our listeners. They're gone. Ryan's gone. He's turning. He's back. I'm caught in a trap. Oh, my God. Elvis is rolling over in his grave. One of the, co- I think the commentator immediately afterwards said something like, Elvis couldn't have done it better yeah. himself. Uh, sir. sir. <laughs> Elvis did do it. Elvis actually did, did do it, it better. He just did it. He just did it. Oh. Well, those are my mains. Those are my Super Bowl thoughts, comments. Interesting. We didn't talk about the commercials because I don't think that there were any noteworthy commercials. Could, period. The only ones I paid attention to were the Deadpool preview because I love Deadpool. Yeah. And. A wicked was, trailer. Where was Ryan Reynolds? He's never in the box. He posted on Instagram right after the trailer dropped, and it was him like watching it. And he's like, "Has anyone seen my wife?" Because yeah, she's in the. Why don't they watch the game? Maybe she wanted a girl's. T- she's got three kids. Maybe she's like, "Gotta go." Well, yeah, and they've done that for all the games, but yeah. this just seems weird that it's Super Bowl. It's kind of a big day. Maybe he wanted... maybe he had work. Perhaps he did. They are a working family. They are. I think Deadpool's hilarious. And we're going to have the mention of pegging in a Disney movie. So I'm very into that. 
not pegging itself, but the mention of it in a Disney movie. Yeah, you gotta go. Wicked? <laughs> no, in Deadpool. Not wicked. And on that note, let's get into it. <laughs> Had you pegged. And on that note, let's get into the episode. Okay, guys, today okay. we're going to be discussing Angel. Angel, we made it to Angel. Ryan can podcast in peace. If you guys don't know how many times I've had to cut things or yell at him to stop talking about Angel being a vampire. We're here. We're here. Called it. Cat is out of the bag. And a little bit about the episode. It's the seventh episode of season one of Buffy, and it premiered on April 15th. 1997. It was directed by Scott Brazil and written by David Greenwald, who also wrote the beloved episode, Teacher's Pet. And I'll tell you what. What? Both episodes had some pretty good writing. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that checks. And throughout his time on Buffy, he will write eight episodes and direct four. So Ryan, does our good pal Gemini not bard anymore? Oh, 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 yes. No, no, no. We are speaking to Gemini. That's right. What was Gemini's synopsis on the pivotal season one episode? This episode explores Buffy's growing and Angel's feeling for Angel while uncovering his secret identity as a vampire cursed with a soul. Oh. Darla, Hello. my favorite right now, Angel's ex-lover, manipulates them both, leading to a confrontation with the Masters Vampire Warriors, the three. Which the three, like, the, okay, Gemini. <laughs> the three stages. Gem, Gemini, you're off base because the three are in the very beginning and get immediately taken out. I just love to see what robots are going to come up Buffy with. makes quick work. Actually, no. Mm, 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 my gal, Darla makes quicker work than the three. does. We open this episode with a previously on, and it's all about Buffy and Angel. Mm-hmm. With a very pointed clip where Buffy says, who are you? That's right. Angel has a panache for appearing mysteriously brooding in dark alleyways. He does. Waiting for Buffy, just like at the perfect dramatic moments. With the bronze mm -hmm. and, and others. So they're laying the scene. He also has a panache for leather jackets, polyester blazers, velvet jackets, mm -hmm. and deep v-necks, which, hey, good for you. Yeah, he's got a great uh, leather jacket and mm -hmm. he's got a great collection of and, and wide collar shirts. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Okay, so we lied to you all last week. Huh. Massive lies. We? We. I, well, was it me? Who said that the weird intro was done? That was me. Okay, I lied to everyone last week. It's back. It's back, and it needs to go. Goodbye. In every generation. There is a sleep. There is a sleep. She alone will stand against the demons in the darkness in the dark. and fall in love with hot, broody vamp. Yep. Okay. Now we've got creepy anointed one. Throwing rocks in one of the blood pools of the crypt. I don't know what's going on there. I can't. I the, hate the kid. The kid. I hate the kid. But. We're just going to move forward past the kid. Yeah. The anointed one. Whoever he is. The annoying one. Goodbye. What's his name? Colin. Yeah. We find out his name is Colin. But before we find out his name is Colin, guess who shows back up? Your fave. Darla. Darla. My darling Darla. Oh, she looks great. Julie Benz. Fantastic as Darla. I love her so much. The last time we saw her. It was the episode with Luke. It was a harvest, yeah. Yeah, it was episode the harvest. Two. And 
she is into some stuff is all i'm gonna say well i think you darla's are correct. darla's a bit of a sadist and like she plays it like so enticing she is uh-huh. so deliciously evil she's great and she's good looking and she's got a great like little uh, costume mm-hmm. uh, wardrobe that she has throughout this entire show and she i will say this later okay. but i'm gonna go ahead and throw it out there now come on she should be the master she has the wit clever the charm the plans mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she's not afraid to go and work nope she's taking care of business the old master sitting at home with the kid being like, with colin oh, colin this is family is supposed to be so so Buffy's becoming a problem. His henchmen are being taken out left, left and right. right. He so is killing them all. He's got to resort to calling in the big guns. Okay, I have an, a one note before we get to those jabronis. Mm-hmm. Colin, lead us. We met a vampire couple episodes named Colin, and I went on a whole rant about how Colin was such a lame vampire name. Apologies to my cousin Colin, who is definitely not listening to this. But she it, loves you, Colin. I love you very much, Colin. However, Colin is a lame name for a vampire. For a vampire, I still stand by Yorgios, and they should <laughs> spell that, please. Y o r g i o s, Yorgios. Can you give us the origin? It's Greek, or or Cypriot. Cypriot. Can you use it in a sentence? Hello, my name is Yorgios. <laughs> okay. And I wish they would have named the kid Yorgios. Anyway, like you said, the master has had it. All his little henchmen are getting got by Buffy. He's going to call in the big guns. We should be scared about these three. Yeah. <laughs> I don't to summon the three. Yeah. It's like, ooh. So you're Oogie. you're expecting like these really badass like demon vampires getting ready to like. Buffy needs I to mean, buckle up. Uh, yeah. And how does Giles refer to them? He looks them up later and he's like, they are the warriors, warriors three. Uh, the I, warriors three. Yeah. Anyway, they are a mashup of the Kryptonian villain general Zod and his henchmen, um, Ursa and Non, do you remember them from Superman 2? No. And, but in Klingon outfits. They look like, like Klingons. That I did. Yes. Yeah. I was like, Their what outfits is, do, yes. Which we'll get to them. Okay. But before we see the three, we go to the Bronze, our favorite coffee shop, club, bar, underage hangout. They are having and overage. a fumigation party. I don't like that. Listen, if you're fumigating your place, you're not supposed to be in there. Typical Tuesday in Sunnydale, my guy. So are they at the party before the fumigation happens and then that's why it's closed down for a few days? Yes, but I think so. there are bugs everywhere. They're killing bugs. Well, and they get a free drink if you show the bartender a cockroach. Some places in town that could do that. Let me tell you that. Boy, howdy. No, I'm not lying. <laughs> to quote Meatball from Slubby Seconds, say there. Na- I won't. We won't. <laughs> we, we don't won't. want to be sued, but it's no. true. Yeah, so they're having this fumigation party, and Buffy, she's forlorn. Mm -hmm. She can't focus on a conversation. Willow, great friend's asking her, what's going on? Are you thinking about a boy? The boy who shows up mysteriously and is tall and handsome and whatever, and Buffy's like, Let's talk about vampires. Boom. Boom. And I wish Buffy would have taken her own advice with this next statement. She goes, it will never work. How would a relationship like that work? It would be... Hi, honey. You're in grave danger. I'll see you next month. Buffy and Claire Frazier never take their own advice. Not with this stuff, no. Ever. No. We'll save more of that for the spoiler zone, but Buffy, if you would have just taken this advice, we'll, we'll get there. We cut to Xander dancing on the dance floor, and what the direction for Nicholas Brendan? <laughs> dancing. 
What was was it just like, hey, go out there and give him the the Elaine? Uh yeah. Wow. He's like, hey Annie, wanna dance? And then her boyfriend comes up whose name is Dino. What the fuck? Okay. We need a name counter for the, all these names in Sunnydale. We had Ambrosia. <laughs> we had Dino. These are odd names. It's an odd town. It is an odd town. Very odd school. And we get to see Cordelia. Did we even get to see Cordelia last episode? For the mm. pack? I don't think we saw her. Mm. Her dress. She was sewn into that dress. It fits her perfectly. Everything she wears fits her perfectly. Oh, she looks great. She's Cordelia Chase. She has a tape. And she looks you know, Xander accidentally steps on her and she's like, excuse me, they're $200 shoes. Yeah. Okay. 1997. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Let's $200 shoes. What's the inflation rate and how much do those shoes cost now? Let's see. What were they? Uh, inflation calculator. I'm going to say like be 400 now. I would easily 600 dollars mm-hmm. $600. So according to the internet, the inflation calculator, if in 1997... I purchased something for $200. Today it would cost $384.32. The cumulative rate of inflation is 92.2%. That's the end of this podcast. (laughs) Oh, Willow over here. Getting us the info that we needed. Here we go. Okay. Okay, cool. So, um, Well, Xander gets a fucked up little remark at Cordelia. Yeah, well, something about a hooker, wasn't it? He said, oh, you know, it doesn't, I don't care what everyone else says, that outfit doesn't make you look like a hooker. Yeah. yeah. need a fuck off the button. And then we kind of cut through the bronze. and That's kind of a burn for her, too. Yeah, I know. But Buffy's ready to leave. She's like, I'm infecting those nearest and dearest to me with my mopiness. I'm going to leave. And good for her for realizing that you're bringing the party down. And it's also like, hey, I'm not feeling this. I'm ready and, to go. And it's okay. It's okay. Go home, get go. in your PJs. Rest. Rest. However. She sees someone. She, well, she thinks senses, she does. She senses someone watching her, and someone is Mr. Rudy McBruderson doing his thing. Yeah. So she leaves, and it's yeah. also his mo though, and it's like every vampire's mo. They're always lurking in the shadows. They are. Oh, they you... love the art of surprise. Or yeah, he's following her. She walks away, and we get the creepy horror music. Yeah. And you pointed out when we were watching, there's sirens in the background. Are the police, are the Sunnydale police doing something at night? It's got to be the fire department <laughs> or an ambulance. Cat entry. Yeah. Shout out to our first responders. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Thank you for all you do. Appreciate you. So Buffy's walking down the street. She senses that someone's there. And we're thinking, she stops. She's like, okay, I'm not playing this game. I'm not in the mood, she I'm says. Not in the mood. Show yourself. And we're thinking Angel's going to pop over because, you know, he's just kind of, he's got that weird endearing slash cringe worthy thing going on with mm-hmm, her mm-hmm. and surprise 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 i love that video that gift that mean whatever you... okay it's the three it's the three we should be scared ryan we should be terrified they're bad news vampires look they're wearing armor or klingon armor star trek extras it's people. a really sad excuse for armor okay you're a vampire yeah hardcore where do you need your armor the most What's the most important part of your body that you need armor? Why your heart area, of course. Okay, where is their armor? Not on their heart. Shoulders, <laughs> their arms. Like I think some of it have one guy's got I some on his leg. That. Which is funny because later on, when Buffy shoots Darla with the crossbow, she's like close, but not the heart. Like it's really important to not get staked in the heart. Did did they summon the wrong three? Is this? Oh, whoops, sorry. We got the three stooges. 
what we meant. But it's like the B squad of the three, like the actual three. Their second busy. team. Yeah. Oh, their second this team. Is, this is C squad for <laughs> sure. Yeah, they are whack. Mm-hmm. They are whack. Buffy wow. and Angel, who pops up helpfully, mm-hmm. they're fighting. Angel gets stabbed with a knife or slashed with a knife. And yes. I just noted that I hate the coat Buffy's wearing. Mm-hmm. It's pleather, blue leather with one button. Well, we forgot to mention, I know you, you're over the theme music. Before Angel shows up, the theme music plays. What? Yeah, because it's like Buffy gets pinned up against the fence in the alley and mm-hmm. it cuts the theme. And then it's Angel shows up with his deep V-neck tee and he can fight. He can fight. This is the first first moves we've seen him make. Thank God, because all he's done before now is like, Lurk. I'm afraid. Here's a little hint of something that's going to happen. He's like the Homer Simpson gif. He spouts something off that's and then fades true. back into the bush. He gets stabbed, like we said. I'll be damned. And <laughs> Every they, time he gets him. They don't stake any of them, but Buffy says, run away. And I just all always think of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Run, run away. Well, where do they end up, Ryan, when they run away? Conveniently, she's like, oh, let's run back to my house. Mm. Okay. And she says, come on. She doesn't say come on in. Yeah, she doesn't say come into my home. She doesn't say you're welcome. She doesn't say, will you please enter my establishment, my abode? Mikasa es su casa. Point of order. We know, okay, guys, if you're listening or watching, like you've seen this episode, Angel is a vampire. They make a point of showing Joyce later in the episode, Telling Darla, won't you come in? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Explicit. So, but Buffy, all she says is, come on. Couldn't that have also been extended to the three who were literally right behind them? Mm-hmm. Make it make sense. Well, she closed the door and locked it. They are They're probably incapable of like, what do we do with this door? Oh, man. I mean, we'll get into that more as we go through the series. But yeah, there's some fast and loose rules with vamp invitations. Mm-hmm. But... We don't need to care about that anymore because Buffy needs to bandage Angel. She needs to patch him up. Oh, yeah. Why don't you come to the kitchen? Uh-huh. Take your shirt off. And your jacket. Yeah, take off your jacket and shirt, and I'll get a first aid kit. He didn't need to take off a shirt. No. Nope, but he didn't need to. Buffster. Yeah. For you, girl. And she also, okay, guys, I'm going to keep saying it. How does she not know? Does, because he has a soul, does he not put off vamp? Like vamp. There it is. You maybe you think that's what it that's is? That's it. it. That makes total sense. Retconning that in my head now. She didn't get vamp tingly. Crazy. Because because he has a soul. He has a soul. So the vamp he's, he's sonar not a, was not working. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's not the demon soul there. Right. But again, there's no. He's not breathing. That's also something they play fast and loose with. We're gonna get to an episode. No spoilers. But they're basically like Angel can help because Angel can't breathe. Like, or he doesn't need to breathe. He seemed like he was panting a little bit after that run. Anyway, so maybe it's all for show. I they're they're, they're flirting. And he may She's, or may not snore. We don't know yet. They're flirting. They're going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And okay. we see the tattoo on his back. Oh, we do see the tattoo, which mm-hmm. that's going to stick around for the whole show. That's going to be very very important. Ryan, make note of that tattoo. Note the tattoo. Note it. I'm thinking about getting the same. I think you should stand back, stand. ladies and gentlemen. They they won't know what to do with you. You'll be fighting them all off with a with a stake. Yeah. <laughs> See what it did there? Yeah, I did. That okay. was a reach. Anywho, so 
I love Buffy's. We really need to do a fashion corner. I, I we just need to listen. This episode, she is chock full. That crochet so shirt she's great. wearing here, I want to wear. I would wear that. You know me. I would wear that in a heartbeat. You would wear her entire costume in this um, this episode. Yeah, I would. All of them. Except were... for that blue leather jacket. All righty. Here we go. Angel and Buffy in the kitchen. And I hear some keys jingling. Is that the, 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 door, the, the door shut? Who's there? It's Joyce. Also, who looks phenomenal. Looking like a milk. Joyce Total. Summers who's played by Christine Sutherland. Uh-huh. I would love to have Christine Sutherland on the pod. Maybe Me we don't too. play the MILF comment, but <laughs> just kidding. The com- I mean that in no, the she looks complimentary No, way. I know you do. She looks so good. Her hair, her makeup, the clothes, and she's- She's rocking. I, lo- I love, this is the Joyce that I love. This is the Joyce that I love, where she's she's a little arch. Like, she's got Buffy's number, but she's not being a, how dare you have a boy in your room, blah, blah, blah. She's like, well, who is this? And Buffy says, oh, this is Angel. He's a he's a student. And Joyce is like, is he? I love the way she plays Buffy when she's like kind of nervous. She's very bumbly. But, oh, she's talking oh, oh, so let, fast. Let me... I love when Joyce comes in and Buffy jumps on her. She's like, hey, mom, how was work? This and that. And she's like, oh, Lamar, I'll get you a nice cup of tea. And Joyce immediately is like, what did you do? Which is such a mom thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's up? She knew. Tell me. And she, you know, introduces Angel and when Joyce is looking at it, like, this is not a high school student, she goes, oh, he's first year community college. Mm-hmm. He's tutoring me. Yeah, it's a little late for studying, don't you think? And Joyce is right. She's got her number. She knows she, what's she, going on She here. knows exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. And Buffy, Joyce goes upstairs and... Joyce going to recognize a good looking man when, when she's... And then Buffy, they do a fake out. She like opens the door and yells out, we'll hook up soon and do the study thing and then shuts it and <laughs> Angel and Buffy this. scurry upstairs to yeah, her room. That they're not going to hear, Joyce is not going to hear four sets of She literally just things. went upstairs. Like, right. And as you pointed out, she's not going to go to Buffy's room and be like, hey, can we talk about the college student that was here? Yeah, hey, I don't mind you having a date and doing your thing, but are you sure this guy's the right age? How old is he? Like, yeah. What were you doing? And maybe we should have some ground rules. Nope. Nope. Goes to bed. Joyce is tired. And well, working she, at that art gallery is tough. Or she knows, and she's just minding her own business. She might. It's hard to tell with old Joyce. It is. They go to Buffy's room, and Buffy's like, huh, two of us, one bed. That doesn't work. <laughs> she's so nervous. Meanwhile, there's three vampires outside, and they're like, well, Buffy's <laughs> like, I guess we better get to bed. I'm <laughs> Yeah. You going to lay on me or uh, the floor <laughs> or... What would be best? She's like, you don't, oh, yeah. s- you don't snored. Yeah. It's been a while since anyone's been able to tell me if I do. Ugh. Uh-huh. Do the they vampires. even sleep at night? Like, what's he going to do? Is he just going to lay there and stare at the ceiling? Well, I mean, typically vampires sleep during the day because they can't go right. out. So what's he doing? Is he just going to like He's probably watch watching her? her sleep. Uh, yeah. There you go. Guarantee it. Talk about consent. Gross. Okay. Oh. Um, I noted she is going to sleep in her bra. And not like a little sports bra or bralette is a full padded bra. And that is a choice, madam. No, Talk she, to me when you're 30, Buffy. She knows what she's doing. Look good. Watch I think it's just 1997. And they're like, we got to keep a bra on her. <laughs> Protect the children. I'm going to take your word for it. I'm going to defer to you. <laughs> to the bra wear. To the bra expert. Yeah. Okay. Now we go back to the crypt. And the master is pissed. He is mad at the three buffoons. Good help is hard to find these days. Uh-huh. And he's monologuing to Colin. Yeah, the three, and uh, their their code is that if they fail, they have to sacrifice themselves. 
cool. Does anyone take the master seriously at this point? I don't anymore. I mean, he's deferring to a kid. It's weird because he was scary. In a couple episodes, he was scary. Now he's just like, he's like kind of grandpa. So the three are back. They have failed at their mission. They're kneeling before him. And the, um, what's the, what's the ruling? The ruling is they failed their mission. So they They have have to say, yeah, they have to give up their lives. Mm -hmm. And Colin's like, well, so are you going to show them mercy? He's like, it would bring me little pleasure. And I would find little pleasure in their deaths. Mm-hmm. Little Darla picks up a piece of, what did you call it? Metal fencing? Yeah. What is she, that? She has the metal fencing that one of them tore off of um, uh, during their fight with Buffy. Mm-hmm. And that's what she wants to, to stake them. Volunteers is very excited. Oh, she's stoked. And I love. I do love, okay, the she's master say- has his you know, penchant for the dramatic where he's, you know, it would bring me, I would find little pleasure in their deaths and then Darla starts staking them and he goes, sometimes a little is enough. And we Mm -hmm. cut to the library and Willow and Buffy are all a Twitter. Buffy's telling her about the night Mm -hmm. and Xander is losing his shit. (laughs) She says, well, you know, he got stabbed and he was like, guys will do anything to impress a girl, wake up and smell the seduction. Which is a great line, but stupid coming from him in this context. Does Xander's jealousy make him more relatable or just plain petty? That is a great question. I think in this instance, Mm -hmm. relatable. I'll be honest. Yeah. Because like we mentioned, I think maybe last week or the week Uh before, who hasn't had a crush on somebody and it's not reciprocated and you have to watch them be with somebody else? It is hard. hard. And as a child, they're 16, it's hard to control your emotions. I think it turns into petty when he gets possessive. Yes. And assumptive. Yes. This is him being jealous and being a 16-year-old and not knowing how to process. Right. That's it. Later on in the episode where he makes the comment of, I'm not threatened or whatever. That's just- That's petty. Stop. Yeah. 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 Here, I'm like, I I get it. We're all Giles at this stage in our life. He comes in and he's like, like rolls his eyes. He's like, can we we get to the task at hand? He is not having it. He's not interested. Yeah. He's not. Like, he doesn't want all the- the, the Twitter and he's just like oh god can you guys stop talking about boys right and you were attacked by the three so he goes into the yeah his books he, he he's been up since midnight yeah uh, Willow's like how do you know so much he's like well some of us have been researching from midnight to 6 a.m. she's like I was asleep mm-hmm. <laughs> same That's but he right. refers to them as unusually virile vampires uh not not these three <laughs> these three they go Darla's virile if it was Darla, like that's that tracks. I'd watch out for her. Klingon vamps? No. She took out the three in one swoop. And even if they didn't like willingly do it, she would have kicked all their asses. She'd have killed them immediately. They would have bowed down. So here's where Xander gets petty and gross to me. Because, you know, they're talking about, hey, we need to make sure everybody stays safe. And he's like, Buffy, I've got it. You come stay at my house. Willow will go tell Angel that he has to leave your house. It's fine. And she's like, what did you just say? And they kind of laugh it off, but that is gross to me. That's crossing the line. It's, but it's constant with him. Like yes. little comments like that. He's really, really annoying. Buffy and Giles have decided they got to up their game. They need weapons. So Giles puts a sign out of the library that says, <laughs> So great. Closed for filing. Yeah, I love the way it's done too. It's just like the hand reaching out of the door. Okay. Buffy wants, she likes the crossbow. And as you pointed out when we were watching, how do you get a full. Medieval armory 
<laughs> in a library, undetected. Is it is it hiding behind stacks of, of, we of don't know. books? Because it's also the same cage that they locked Xander into. Same cage. Why is there a cage in the library? Okay, so Giles is basically, you, you're not ready for the crossbow yet. Buffy's like, huh, okay, let's try it, let's try it. Yeah, he's like, no, no, we're going to use these. Sticks. These these Irish, these English fighting, what are they called? I don't know. Yeah, Buffy, he's like, you need to wear your pads when they're fighting. She's like, no, I don't. Mm-mm. And she just puts Giles on the floor with puts the sticks. on his back. And he's like, okay, you're ready for the crossbow. Mm-hmm. Well, Buffy leaves the library. She's got to go home and check on her good pal, Angel. Uh, was he just there all day? Just, yeah. Well, I guess he was sleeping. Yeah, because he spent all night staring at her. I guess didn't Joyce sleep. didn't bother to go check in. Oh, no. he no, She did. did. Yeah. Where was he hiding? In the closet. Was he in the closet the whole day? He's been in the closet since this season, since the series started. But yeah, he's he getting ready to come out of it. He is. Here we go. Here we go. So she's like, oh, here, I brought you. And this is end of the day, right? It's dark outside again. It's dark. She's like, here, I brought you something to eat. And Jenny's like, what is in that bag? And it just made me think of. What's in the box? It's a Ziploc bag. Full of a party tray. It's like. The vegetables and cheeses. Like, why? Okay. That was sweet. No, but I, I understand. It was thoughtful. I, it was. I understand that they were on a budget this season. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just get a plate and like wrap it in foil? Bring him a muffin. A Bronze croissant. specialty. A buttery croissant. Hot dog surprise. <laughs> Something. But a bag full of fruits and cheeses and vegetables. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that was a choice. And. In a Ziploc bag. In a Ziploc bag. <laughs> Makes no sense. And then she asked what he did all day. And he said, I read. And she assumes he read her diary. Because she's, she... she's like, you read. And she looks around. And the only thing laying out mm-hmm. on the. On the dresser is her, her nightstand is her diary. A diary. And she immediately goes into like self-preservation Freak mode. Freak out mode. Like, oh, oh, well, you know, when I said hunk, I didn't really mean like hunk. hunk. It, it can and, mean many different and things. And when I said A, I meant. Ahmed, <laughs> who's a delightful foreign exchange student. <laughs> okay, Bob. So funny. And he and thinks the gal doth protest too much. She and does. she did. She could not stop. And then Angel's like. I didn't read. Your mom moved it when she was tidying up. I saw her from the closet. I'm like, so did you just stand in Buffy's closet all day? Mm-hmm. I've got so many questions. Yeah, well, here we go. Here we go. And they're getting closer and closer. He's like, you know, this this can't work. I'm I'm much older than you. And Buffy's like, how much older? Great fucking question. Right. We're going to find out. Yeah. And it's smooch time. They start smooching. They have a good smooch. They, they have, have good chemistry. You nailed it. They have great chemistry. David Boreanaz and Sarah Michelle Geller, great, great chemistry. Mm-hmm. For as much as I don't like the character of Angel, the further we get into the series, the one thing that's undeniable is those two have a very good chemistry. Mm-hmm. And that he suddenly breaks away from the kiss. And she's like, what What happened? I'm going to like, I need you to, you, you have been waiting for weeks, what do we what do we find out here? Well, he pulls away and his face has changed. Uh huh. He's vampire, folks. Breaking news. Just in. Angel's a vampire. A dark, broody guy who only showed up at night and talked about vampires with black leather jackets is a vampire. Who'd have thunk? I did. You did. 
trying to talk about it the entire season. Been shut down for six episodes of this podcast you by have. my co-host. Yeah, multiple times. She has stopped the recording. I have. She has thrown her hands up. I have. She's protested. I have. Any it's... discussion outside of the spoiler zone. I have. About Angel being a vampire. Uh-huh. Even though it was obvious. Did you know that when you watched it for the first time, were you like, this guy's yes. a fucking vampire? <laughs> well, I also knew that, you know. You are. You did know. Had a spinoff series. He does. We won't get into that because that would spoil a lot. Okay. Yes, I knew. But, but most people, I think, know at this point that there was Buffy and Angel the show. Mm-hmm. We don't know anything else other than that. Hmm. Okay. If we do, we're not talking about it outside the spoiler zone. No, I do have thoughts about that. But I, yes. I laughed my ass off because, you know, he's like, <laughs> and <laughs> she screams. Ah. <laughs> oh, and she gives out a mighty scream. Too. No, it's a good scream. Blood curdling scream. And he dives out of the window and the slide down the roof of the house. He's like, so. It's like when you're, insane. when you're little and it's like middle of the summer and you're trying to go down the slide. <laughs> like, and it's just like. Yeah. And he runs away. And we do hard cut to the school. Mm-hmm. And I love that Buffy tells everybody immediately. She's not sitting on this secret. Angel's a vampire. She's, everyone's like, what? And also, again. They all have strong opinions. Buffy's fashion choices. Oh. Uh, during this episode. Oh. Uh, are iconic this 90s is outfits. Peak. It's great. She looked, what, what did, did you write down? I didn't write it down, but I just wrote down Buffy looks great, but I didn't write down what she's wearing. Uh, I think Buffy is slaying these outfits listeners i have an idea for fashion section oh slay or nay uh, ryan hates you it love if you that think it slay if you nay. think it should work i mean i'm not opposed to slay let or nay. us know there might be right a in. quirkier uh pitch but sure 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 she's certainly slaying she looks great she's slaying every outfit good old xander angel's a vampire you're a slayer i think it's obvious what you have to do yeah and even giles is and like xander oh. wants to do it yeah, yeah. And then I love, uh, Willow's like, well, do you love him? And Buffy kind of hesitates and and Xander goes, you're in love with a vampire? This made me laugh out loud because Cordelia all of a sudden goes, what? Oh, yeah. Cordelia's like walking by. Yeah. Because, okay, let's let's set the scene. They're in the quad with people everywhere. Yeah. Sitting outside. Yeah. No discretion being taken. And I love that the librarian's just like hanging out with kids. (laughs) Nobody's concerned. Nobody's concerned that this adult man is hanging out. Anyway, so Cordelia's like, what? And Xander's like, uh, oh. an umpire. You're in love with an umpire. And then Cordelia was actually talking about a girl who's wearing a matching dress, which pissed her off. So it's so, all good. All good. All safe. Seeker's still safe. Well, we're in Angel's apartment. Cut to the hall outside Angel's apartment. Oh, and correct. he comes through the door. And he, then he goes through his apartment door. He unlocks it. I love the books on the walls. Angel's so well read. A bunch of old books stacked along the wall, and he closes the door. It's very industrial. And he goes over to turn on the lamp, and when he straightens his back up, he senses. Who could it be? It's Darla. Mm-hmm. And before we get into this anymore, Ryan. Should we have a vampire black box theater moment? Oh, I think we should. Who's here? A friend. Hi. It's been a while. A lifetime. Or two. But who's counting? What's with the Catholic schoolgirl look? Last time I saw you, it was kimonos. And last time I saw you, it wasn't high school girls. Don't you like? Remember Budapest? Turn of the century? You were such a bad boy during that earthquake. You did some damage yourself. 
Is there anything better than a natural disaster? The pan. The people lost in the street. It's like picking fruit off the vine. Nice. You're living above ground like one of them. You and your new friend are attacking us like one of them. But guess what, Precious? You're not one of them. She draws the window blinds open, Mm. letting in a stream of sunlight. Angel is blinded, but not dead. And he stumbles backward to get out of the light. Are you? No, but I'm not exactly one of you either. Is that what you tell yourself these days? She has a refrigerator door and bags of bottles. You're not exactly living off quiche. You and I both know what you hunger for, what you need. Hey, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's who we are. You can only suppress your real nature for so long. You can feel it brewing inside of you. I hope I'm around when it explodes. Maybe you don't want to be. I'm not afraid of you. I bet she is, though. Or maybe I'm underestimating her. Talk to her. Tell her about the curse. Maybe she'll come around. And if she still doesn't trust you, you know where. Well done. Wow. Well, you, you as well, sir. That was watching that scene last night. I was like, oh, it's a scene. Hello, Darla. It is a stage scene for sure. These two. Give the sparks the are a flying. Sparks are flying. Man, when she's like, uh, you can feel it brewing inside you. I hope I'm around when it explodes. After this, I hope I am too. Okay. I made a note about the light. Okay. Okay. Let's listen. Okay. Let's talk about this. It. This literally says, and this is the transcript from the show. From Yeah. A stream of sunlight comes through the window. Blinding Angel. Blinding him and... Shining light into the entire room. Darla. On Darla yeah. as well. Fine. No issues. There's no smoking. There's no dusting. Nope. Was this just a major continuity issue with the show? What happened here? I think in the first season, as we've seen, lighting was a problem. They don't have the best lighting set up yet. And so they basically can't. They They had the sunlight come in and then they just left it. But it is obvious they're being touched by sunlight. I don't think they knew how to relight it. Maybe he's got like a nice window film that like keeps the UV rays. Maybe, but doesn't he like walk? Doesn't he kind of back up? He's like, ah. he does. Yeah, he. But nothing. Oh, this but, is something they do play fast and loose with a little bit. This is an important vampire lore. So Darla, might I just add, has the same bangs I have. She's wearing the schoolgirl outfit because she thinks that Angel's into the schoolgirl thing. Could be. I think she also wanted to... I think she's into role play. Oh, uh, for sure. She wants to take him to Suckfest. Suckfest. Thousand okay. percent. I, I do think it's convenient for her to be in a school situation. Well, we see later. She's like, I'm Buffy's friend to study. Mm-hmm. So it gives her... No, no, she's leaning into this. She can weave in and out of... Wait, is this the same outfit that she had on when she went to the locker? This her? is... She's had this outfit on every episode we've known her. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Remember, because in the fir- very first scene, yes, in the very first scene, she's wearing harvest. "Welcome to the Hellmouth" when she kills rem- locker room yeah, guy. Yeah. She's wearing a schoolgirl outfit. Okay, for so sure. it's the same outfit. Yep, same thing. But she has a separate schoolgirl outfit that we'll see. Is it a different? Mm-hmm. It's a different color. Oh, she goes from it. like blue and white or black and white to red and red. Interesting. Or maybe she's got blood all over it. Big. 
Okay, so back to the library. Back to the library, and I just again for for steak or slay. Uh-huh. Or, ooh, steak or slay. Anyway, working title. Giles is wearing a green gingham shirt, and I hate it. It's a terrible casual green gingham shirt. Nope. Underneath a tweed jacket. Doesn't work. And sweater vest. Yeah, no. With a tie. Full disclosure, out of this partnership here, Ryan is the fashion person. You worked in a fashion. I did. You worked in the fashion industry. I worked for a fashion designer. You have a very good sense of style. You know how to wear clothes. So do you. Classic. I, on the other hand. Stop. I I don't. It's not a bad thing. You do. But you know fabrics and what things are called and things. I don't know any of that sort of thing. You have the knowledge. Okay. I don't. I'm like, oh, here's a. Here's a ZZ Top t-shirt you and got some great pants. Taste. Thank you. Now Giles and his stupid green gingham shirt are explaining about Angel. He has gone to the books and it the appears books. that there was a vampire named Angelus. Angelus, the, the one with the angelic face. The one with the angelic face, which he does have an angelic face. David Boreanaz is attractive. He's, He's not somebody that I don't look at him and, and like cl- want to clutch my pearls, but I can admire like i think he's an attractive person does that make sense he doesn't mm-hmm. do it for me mm-hmm. but he's a, he's definitely handsome he's irish we find out I'll what else give us give us the background okay so angelus is 240 years old Ooh. he was turned 240 years ago chris hansen <laughs> sir you're right what Where are you doing we got praying mantis teachers Using 16-year-old virgins. There, there's a lot of this in the series, which we really shouldn't poke a whole lot of fun at. No, because it, it's very serious. Yeah, Child I mean, abuse is serious. Yeah, I mean, there's there's multiple instances throughout the series where there are adults and students that should probably not be mingling together in the way that they're mingling. Agreed. So we learn that his name is Angelus. He was turned in Ireland 250 years ago. He was the scourge of Europe. He was mass murdering, causing mayhem wherever he went. Mm-hmm. He's got the tattoo, and then Giles mentions 80 years ago, uh-huh. he comes to America, and then the record of him kind of stops. Yeah, something happened. And Xander asks, okay, so what was he before he landed on our shores? And Giles says, a vicious, violent animal. He was one of the worst of the worst. He was so one of the worst of the worst. So that he was given a position to be seated at the right hand of the master I for forgot a thousand years. I forgot for a years. thousand years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not good. Speaking of the master. We go to the crypt and Darla's like, let me kill the slayer. She is on it. And the master's like, jealous? Mm-hmm, she is. Yeah. She's like, no, no, no. I want to bring Angel back to the fold. Mm-hmm. And she's weaving Which the tail. She also does. Right. And she's weaving the tail. And then old Colin pipes up. I don't, I, don't, I can't even. When that kid's talking, I'm not paying attention. Listen, the master is trying to recreate some family scenario mm-hmm. dynamic talk about generational trauma quite literally well, quite literally generations them. yeah but here here's darla and so going back to my point that i was trying to make earlier yeah darla has ambition mm-hmm. she is witty she's gonna she get is it done. quick she is clever she is willing to do whatever it mm-hmm. takes to end the slayer mm-hmm. and move on with the prophecy of yep. what's happening here yep. put her in charge i'd let her who are you darla call me I would love to actually have Julie Benz on the podcast. She's amazing. She is amazing. I have to spell all this out. Yeah. Master's like, how are you going to do it? Yeah. She's like, oh, 
I'm going to get the Slayer to do it. And we go back to the library. Buffy and Willow are now studying for, like, regular history class. And I just took a moment. These children need therapy. You're going back and forth and back and forth. You you were attacked. You just found out the guy you like is a fucking vampire. And last week, their principal died. Their principal was eaten, eaten by, by their other, other kids. Right. As well as Hamlet. Hamlet? Herbert. <laughs> Herbert. <laughs> to be or not. Or not to squeal or not to, to squeal. squeal or not to squeal. That is the question. R.I.P. Herbert. We loved you. And Principal Flutie. And Principal Flutie. Bob Flutie. Yeah. May live in our hearts and souls. Oh, basically, Willow's like, are we going to talk about boys or help you pass history? I do love this line where Buffy says, if you want, if you want Xander, you got to speak up. Huh. And Willow's line is great. No way. She says, no. That way leads to madness and sweaty palms. <laughs> she seems like an actual teenager. Yeah, she is. She's great. And guess who's creeping behind the stacks? It's your girl. Mm-hmm. Darla's just sneaking around. She had a school a schoolgirl off, but they're like, oh, this checks. Let her in. Nobody Which... at Sunnydale High is checking identification. Uh, neither's Joyce, because... Oh, boy, howdy. Two minutes later, ding dong. Well, here we go. We're at Buffy's house. Joyce is making coffee, burning the midnight oil. Looking great. Christine Sutherland. Call me. Please. And she hears a noise. She goes to the back door because she's in the kitchen. She peeks out. Nothing's there. But then the camera cuts to the window and it's Darla in full vamp. And I love Darla's excited face. She's like, yeah. <laughs> so great. It's like when she was watching. When she's watching Luke in the mask. Yes. She's like, yes, yes, yes. yes. More, more. <laughs> Joyce goes to the front door and it's Darla looking very sweet. No more vamp face. And I'm like, don't let her in, Joyce, don't let her in. And she says, she's here for the, the study session, study date is what she calls it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, isn't she studying with Willow? And Darla thinks on her feet, well, Willow's more of the... Civil War expert. Yeah, I'm the war, the revolutionary war expert. My family goes back to that time. Yeah. I'm like, ho, oh, oh, ho, oh. ho. You got us, Darla. It goes further back than that because she... Yeah. Well, we, I won't... well it's really funny because she, Joyce, you know, she specifically invites her in. She's like, won't you come in? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I've been wrestling with the IRS all night. And they, they go to the kitchen and she asks if she wants, yeah. You want a small snack or a big snack? And big. Donald's like, big snack. Joyce turns around and bam, bam. And then Angel walks up to the front door. Yeah, Angel's lurking around the house, but didn't see Darla show up. Didn't and... sense her. Yeah, so anywho. Well, he's about to... to the game. He goes to knock on the door. He stops and he walks away. And then he hears Joyce scream. Scream. And because he's scream. already been invited, invited. Come on. He goes in and he finds Darla holding Joyce. Joyce is bleeding from her neck. She got her. She got her. She bit. And how many leather jackets does this man have? This entire episode is leather jackets. It's Everyone's leather jacket. Yeah. It's leather jackets. And I mean, you can never have a, too many leather jackets. Nope. I've got two black and three brown. You have three brown? I do. So you have five jackets, leather jackets. Uh, Well, I actually have six because I also have a suede blazer. How is that a leather jacket? Suede. But it's not leather. It's leather. Suede is leather. No, it's not. Oh. Right. It's a different. Oh, see? This is why you're the fashion person because yes, I had yes, no yes. idea. And then Darla's taunting him. She's like, don't you want to taste? And she like basically hurls Joyce's body at him. Mm-hmm. He catches catches her and he's... Catches her and... He seems tempted. 
I mean, he's in vampire mode because yeah. he's, you know, got he's ready to fight. He's got his back up with Bella. Yeah. And so she tosses Joyce into his arms, looking at it. She's like, you want to taste? You know, like she's encouraging him yeah. to do and it. And he seems conflicted. And he is conflicted because it's been a while mm-hmm. for him. This is You do. And Darla then fucks off, like just leaves. And Buffy walks in the front door. And he's left holding the bag. Holding the bag. Although and she's not a bag. She's a babe. She is a babe. And I love that it cuts to Buffy throwing his ass out the window. Cuts the commercial and then it comes back from just commercial. The glass. And it's just. <laughs> Her and you love it because she kicked his fucking ass out of there. And she said, you come near me or my family again, I'm going to kill you. And, and I, believe uh, her. I did in that moment. Not so much later on. Nope. But... She should have stuck with that. Well, we cut to Sunnydale Medical Center, Sunnydale Hospital, General Hospital in Sunnydale. And they're, they're used to, to this. They're well, oh, bite wounds. Yes. Hey, bring her on. This is the fourth one tonight. Right, here we go. What and are we going to tell him this time? Uh, she slipped on a yeah, barbecue yeah, yes, fork. Yes. <laughs> that's what they. That's what she's like talking to Buffy. She goes, it's "Yeah, hysterical." The doctors say I must have slipped and fell on a barbecue fork. We don't even have a barbecue fork. Bless, okay. bless her bless. heart. And then again, Giles shows up, and why is the librarian there? Which she's wondering. Typical Tuesday in Sunnydale Hospital. She's like, aren't you? Are, are you a teacher? You're a teacher? And she's probably like, oh, no, hello. Man, I'm the librarian. She's like, wow, this school really is incredible. That's so great. I forgot what the line was. but Well, it cuts to Buffy. She leaves the hospital. She tells everybody, you stay here with my mom. I'm going to find Angel. No, no, no. She says, I'm going to go find Angel. And Xander says, I'll watch your mom. Oh. Fuck off, Xander. I know. Get out of here. Get out of here. Like, Gross. <laughs> And Buffy gets her crossbow. She's ready. Okay. Now we get to another steamy darling angel scene. Can we do another black box theater, please? This is a great scene. In this scene, we are back at Angel's apartment. She wants to kill you. Leave me alone. What did you think? Did you think she would understand? That she would look at your face, your true face, and give you a kiss? For a hundred years, you've not had a moment's peace because you will not accept who you are. That's all you have to do. Accept it. Don't let her hunt you down. Don't whimper and mule like a mangy human. Kill. Feed. Live. She's pushed Angel to his limit. He jumps up and pins her against the wall. What do you want? I want it finished. That's good. You're hurting me. That's good, too. Love it. Love it. Okay. Such a great scene. They have so much chemistry. It's a perfect follow-up scene to the one earlier. Yeah. Great chemistry. Wonderful. So Buffy is at the bronze, and I noted she's got her business ponytail. Buffy's hair is out of her face. She is there for business. I have to say, man. Yeah. Okay. So Buffy is also wearing a great little sparkly shirt. That's cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Listen, Buffy puts on... She takes the leather jacket off. She does. She's like, fuck this. She's done with him. Yeah. And she puts her sparkly slayer. She puts her slayer sparkles on. 
Oh, she does. Puts her hair up in a ponytail. She means business, folks. She means business. She's got the crossbow, and she means to kill Angel. And then we come back to the hospital, and Giles is being so sweet. You know, Joyce is like, I know she struggles with history. Like, do you think she's going to be okay? And Giles is very, you know, she lives in the past. She's very of the moment. And then Joyce basically says, yeah, you know, the, the nice student that came to tutor her earlier. And it's like, wait, who? Hold on. And they discover it was Darla. Uh-huh. She said, someone should call and check on her. And Giles is like, I will. I'll do it right now. <laughs> I just, school. Just that school is amazing. This school is amazing. Ma'am, wh- did they not? Okay, this this further emphasizes the fact. <laughs> is the school even letting the parents know what's happening there? Like, hey, Principal Flutie's dead. He was eaten by wild dogs. The school secretary's been dead a long time. <laughs> so no one's giving the memos. <laughs> You've yeah. seen the computer. Well, oh, on the next episode. Yeah. It's just like, no one's ever at that desk. So, Students okay. can just come in and do whatever they want. So no one's notifying the parents that, hey, our mascot was eaten by a group of students. A group of students ate our principal. A professor was beheaded. A professor was beheaded. His a, decapitated body was found in the cafeteria. A substitute teacher was also went missing. Praying mantis. And um, had had some boys locked in her basement. Yeah. Um. What else? Uh, kid found in the locker room. Body found in the locker room. Anyway. Uh, Jesse's dead. Missing. Uh, someone lost their mouth. Oh, Cordelia uh, went blind. Someone lost their their hearing or their vision one day. What? Anyway. Was, yeah. It's uh. But no, this school is amazing. I mean, if there was something to tell the parents, you like you had to take that message home yourself. Yeah. Or there was like a letter that came in the mail. <laughs> That's not happening at this school. So we go back to the bronze and Buffy's looking around and then all of a sudden we hear. The bronze is still closed, by the way. It is for fumigation. Yeah. So she's snooping around trying to find him. <gasps> Does he live the bronze? Maybe he lives near it because she noted that he probably lives near it. And she's climbing up on the roof. He did look like when we went to his house, it looked like it was off of an alleyway. Maybe he lives in Sunnydale's industrial warehouse district. Speaking of Angel, we hear as Buffy's looking. And here we go. She shoots him. But she misses. And we find out that Angel uh, is a pretty bad vampire. Yep. He admits. He, he says, don't go soft on me now. Like, he's leaning into being the bad guy. You don't go soft, buddy. Sir. And he basically, she said something about, like, you came for my family. He said, well, why wouldn't I? I killed, I killed mine, my family. Their friends, their friends' children. And I did it with a song in my heart. He's great right now. I'm into this. Well, now we learn. That he was cursed about a hundred years ago. By a beautiful girl about your age. A girl about your age. Beautiful. Dumb as a post. Oh, I hate that. A favorite amongst her clan. He basically says he he killed a girl who yes. was around her age, who was beautiful, beloved of her clan. We're gonna address this because this is gonna be a word that's used you. going forward. Yeah. He says she was beloved of her clan, she was a gypsy. He said gypsies restored my soul. Yes. Gypsy today, 2024, mm-hmm. is not the correct terminology for these people. The word was heavily used in the 90s. And before that, I mean, we all grew up with the expression, like, I've been gypped. Oh. I never knew what that was yeah. until I got to college and it was explained to me. And I'm like, oh, okay. And it's the Romani people, yes. you know, basically been very vocal about it is insulting and they may, in their culture, refer to themselves as gypsies, but people hey. outside of their culture may not. Yeah. And the correct term is Roma or Romani. So going forward, even if they say, I'm just going to say this for the last time, if the 
if the characters are saying gypsy because they refer to this as a gypsy curse, this right. and that. I'm just going to say Romani. Thanks. To be respectful. So. Yeah, sure. Right. So he says he killed this Romani girl and in revenge, her family, her clan, Cursed put a curse on him. By. Giving his soul back. Restoring his soul. Restoring and she's like, his I don't soul. really understand. And so he goes into further detail. And he says, when you become a vampire, mm-hmm. a demon takes your body, but it doesn't get your soul. That's gone. No conscience. No remorse. It is an easy way to live. No idea what it's like. And to care. Walk like a man. But I'm not one. I want it to kill you to me. Yeah. I mean, that's... A little monologue. It's a great vampire, monologue, you know. And Buffy's obviously very laying good. it out for her. He is, which is, hey, she's communicating. What she's being honest? No. Yeah. Sorry. No, I mean this is one Thank of my you to big my therapist. <laughs> shout out. I'm recognizing this is communication. Good for yeah, them. They're talking it about good. it. And this is one of the things, though, that I do struggle with. Angel is what he should have done that first night is sat her down. Said this. Said this. But instead, he hurled himself out of her bedroom window he often takes it upon himself to make a decision for what is best with Buffy without consulting Buffy herself huh well that's interesting because Buffy does the same thing in a lot of her relationships her friendships her friendships I think Mm -hmm. but anyway Buffy was moved by this monologue she throws her crossbow down and gets close she lays it down she she offers up her neck she says go ahead and I lo- well, before we can get any further, Darla shows up. Darla is my babe. here. Here she is. Your babe. Yeah. And I love... <laughs> Do you know what the saddest thing in the world is? <laughs> Bad hair on top of that outfit. <laughs> to love so someone good. you used to love. You guys were involved? I made him. Several generations. Oh, yeah. She did. She sired Angelus. She sired Angelus. Hey, there's a bomb. Mm-hmm. So we have a little bit of family drama happening here. I think we can also assume that the master sired Darla. So there's this this yes. family connection. Yeah. And we find out that he, that Angelus was supposed to rule in the master's court mm-hmm. as his right hand for a thousand years. Why is stop at a thousand? No, they just get so, specific. so Why do you say for all that? time? I just make it Weird. all time. So, or maybe they know some. And Darla's given all this backstory. And then she just was like, you know what? Blocka blocka. Why does she have guns? I'm like, Buffy, there's a rule. Never bring a crossbow <laughs> to a gunfight. <laughs> it is so strange to see guns on this show because it's you don't. weird. You don't see guns. Sell two pistols. Just casually. Uh, well, I guess Buffy Buffy pulls out her crossbow and Darla says, scary. And she looks at her guns and says, scarier. <laughs> And then she just goes on. To, I mean, she's like, I'm going to take out your kneecaps first because then you can't dance. I mean, this is like the Star Wars Stormtrooper school mm-hmm. of shooting and not hitting a goddamn thing. I mean, you think that she would have had a lot of time to practice with survivors. <laughs> this was an it. impulse buy. She was on her way to the bronze and she passed by like a pawn shop or something. She's like, you know what this fight needs? Pistols. Angel won't be expecting Pistols. No one expected Darla to show up with two pistols, but no. here she is. And and again, she's also a vampire. Don't they have like supernatural senses where she could sense where everybody... She's a terrible shot. Terrible. Anyway. Where are her friends? Mm-hmm. Where are the Scoobies? They're there and they're like trying to help out, but they're trying to stay undercover. Yeah. But Willow, the brave one, mm-hmm. always. Always. like, we need to distract her. 
Yeah. Hey, over here. Yeah. And... and then Giles messes with the lights so Buffy can like duck down and hide. I'm not sure what <laughs> happened there. But I, this scene, this made me laugh. Buffy pushes Darla onto the pool table and, and the it's pool like, table, like slides the whole way down. Yeah. So weird. And then Buffy, or she, what does she say to Buffy? Fight. Take it like a man. Yeah. I hate I it. Don't really understand that one. Hate it. Oh, but I forgot. Buffy stabs her. With a pool cue? What does she stab no, her with? Buffy shoots her with the crossbow. Oh, it's with the crossbow. But misses her heart. Yeah, she's close, she's like, but no heart. Shame. Heart. See, Master, I can be dramatic too. And take it like a man, but guess what? She got got. Did. Angel, Angel stakes her. On the back. She looks so horrified and sad. She's like, huh? Angel. It's the first full dusting I think we see. Like her falling to the ground and dusting. It was, it was a good dusting. It was a good dusting course and angel angel oh yeah do you need a moment r.i.p darla r.i.p i won't only there was a way i could bring you back oh you can't bring vamps back once they're dusted they're dust it's nothing there's nothing left but angel has to leave the scene now he's got to go brood he's got to go yeah tough tough yeah 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 so you know who was also upset about the death of darla oh my lord darla was the master's Favorite for over 400 years. He's so mad. And what does Colin say? Forget her. Colin. Get out of here. Yorgios, anointed one. Get out of here. Pun him like a football. She was my favorite for 400 years. He's heartbroken. I know. And Colin's like, we didn't her. We can do this ourselves. I'll bring the Slayer to you. You are a twerp. Can you imagine losing your friend after 400 years? No, I would be, be doing the sad. same thing. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a touching moment. I mean, you know, sure. For the bad guy. For the bad guy. But hey, we don't have to spend too much time with Colin Yorgios and the master. We can go to the bronze, the post, yeah. post-fumigation party. I do appreciate that, even though the kid is this episode, scenes with the kid are like less than 30 seconds. That's true. So. And you know what? I want to say we're being snarky about this character. This is not a reflection on the actor. Good for no. you. I hope you got your checks. And hope your parents cast your checks. Oof, I hope, yeah, I hope they didn't Macaulay Culkin him. But, oof. oof, yeah. But it's the character that's that's off for me. That's true. So we go to the post fumigation party, and like, Buffy's like, "What's the difference?" And Xander says, "Hardier cockroaches." Gross. Gross. Oh, Buffy, I feel like he's still watching me. I love and it. Y'all Angels watching me, and I got no privacy. privacy. He's broody. And I was like, well, it's so great it's because he is. <laughs> yeah. And sure enough. And Buffy looks so good in this scene. Yes, she looks great. Her hair, her makeup. And outfit. she is drawn like a tractor beam across the room to Angela's mm-hmm. and Xander. Oh, Xander. I don't need to watch this because I'm not threatened. I'm not threatened. Really? Okay. 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 Do you really think, A, you had a chance? No. And B, did you really need to say that if you weren't threatened? Exactly. Me thinks the lady doth protest too much. Uh, yeah. I think he's probably a little bit. He's a little both. Bit, but both. Mm-hmm. We know how he is. We know how he is with Angel. He's a good looking guy. Attra- he's an attractive buff man. That's what he Buffy says. Buffy never told him he was attractive and buff. And Angel, to me, though, I'm sorry. Buffy is also wearing the Claire's cross necklace that Angel gave her in episode one. Yes. And Angel looks like he's going to prom. He's wearing, as you pointed out, a polyester jacket. He's got a nice little sport coat on. Is it? It's not the nicest. And a wide collared. He's open... got a crisp white shirt. Yeah. Open collar. 
you know, three buttons down. Looking very vampy. Very vampy. And they have a they have a they have, actually they have, they have a very sweet moment. They do. If you were a teenager oh, watching swoon. this scene Get in 1997, this was probably everything. You probably went to school the next day, and your friends talked about this scene. Yes, not me, but yes, I was in seven. 1997. If yeah. you went to high school, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I was in first grade. Sorry, Jenny would like to let us know how young and I am. So she young is. and beautiful. Yes. I agree. I was saying that earlier, like this for all I don't like Angel as a character going through, this moment is so swoony. Mm-hmm. People watching it have been like, Oh my god, Star Crossed lovers, they can't be together, but they wanna be together. They communicated, they left things where they are, and then they're having this moment. And- I gotta walk away from this. She's like, Yeah, we can't do this. But before they walk away, they share a very passionate kiss. A smooch. This is like a Taylor Swift uh Travis Kelsey smooch. I th- I would where- argue that it's better. Oh, after listening to make it stop. Probably what Angel's <laughs> feeling inside. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think this is—it's a great kiss. Great smooch. They also have some really sweet words to one another. They I didn't do. Write. I didn't either, but they just have great chemistry. And, you know, he's like, it's uh," and she goes, it's just painful. I love, though, that she walks away first. Mm -hmm. She's really starting to come into her role. She's taking her role Mm -hmm. as the chosen one seriously. And what do we notice as she walks away when the camera cuts back to Angel? We have a burned imprint into his chest of her cross. Didn't they smell that when they were kissing? (laughs) Like, burned flesh is pretty, like... That's a that's a serious smell. It's hot. Goodbye. Hey. Okay, well, we did it, Ryan. <laughs> they did it. They did it. They did it. This is an this is a excellent great episode. episode. I love this episode. Vampires, great writing, uh, wonderful characters. Yeah. Xander takes a back seat, so there's not a whole lot of the uh, Thank God. After last week, factor. I don't think I needed him in the forefront. Well, before we get into our thoughts too much. Uh-huh. I think it's time for steak ratings. Let's do it. Oh, someone put a steak in me. I, when I first watched it, I said I was going to give it a 3.8, but really after talking about it, it's a four. It's a this four. is a great episode. It moves the story forward with Angel and mm-hmm. Buffy. The writing's good. The acting, I mean, Julie Benz, David Boreanaz before this was really like, they didn't give him a lot of stuff to do. This episode, you got to see him stretch his legs. He does great. Buffy looks great. I mean, it's a great episode. The only reason why it's not a five is there's still some clunkiness and there's some fast and loose stuff with vamp lore and it's the overall season one of it. But, you know, it's a it's a four, maybe even a four point five. I don't know. What do you think? Solid four or five for me. Mm-hmm. This thing checks all of my boxes. Yeah. Moving the story along. We get to see. All of the great characters of the show. Yeah. You've got Joyce. You've got Darla. You've got the master. We're going to forget the kid. Colin Yorgios. Um, yeah. You've got Giles and Xander and Willow. And so good. it's it's great. This is moving the story. Cordelia oh, you know, and her yeah. and her little element. So you're getting the best of, of everything in this Buffy uh, world. You've got a great little soundtrack. 
Mm-hmm. You've got amazing costuming mm-hmm. for the 90s. This is iconic 90s fashion. Agreed. Don't always agree with Giles' shirt choices. It's interesting. He's wearing like some weird Hermes scarf in the hospital. <laughs> I haven't really figured that one out oh, yet. Yeah, he is. But we're just going to set that on the, on the bookshelf. Yeah. But it's great. We get to see Angel's apartment. We get the scenes between Angel and Darla, which are steamy. Steamy. We get the they scenes have great between Buffy and Angel, More which great are chemistry. steamy. Mm-hmm. We get Angel's background. This this is it. This is a solid for me. Same. Love it. Yeah. Okay. We got here. We were excited to get to, to this episode. Big slow burn. Yes, it has. So if you liked what you heard today, I know I liked what I heard today. Mm-hmm. Please be sure to follow us, rate us, and review us on your preferred podcast streaming app of choice. Really helps. So if you can, take a minute. We appreciate it. And be sure to follow us on our socials for up-to-date episode drops and more fun content. We are at Once More Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. And we are the Once More Pod on X. And you can find us at Once More Podcast on Facebook. Yep. We will have a brief spoiler section after the outro music because, of course, we will. This is a very important episode. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, thank you for tuning in to Once More. See you next week for Episode 8 of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I, Robot, you, Jane. I'm Ryan something. And I'm Jane Cat. And, hi, honey, you're in grave danger. See you next month. Bye. Angel and the curse. Here we are. Okay. We now know Angel has been cursed by the Romani. He has a soul. He does. What we will later learn is that Angel will lose that soul again if he finds a moment of perfect happiness, which he finds by having sex with Buffy in season two in the episode Surprise and Innocent. They play very fast and loose with perfect happiness because is perfect happiness sex? Or could you just have a moment of perfect happiness like with the person you love? Mm-hmm. Because I feel moments of perfect happiness just being with my husband, the person that I love. And it's not sexual. I mean, I enjoy that too, obviously. But it's weird that it has to be sex because if they have this deep, deep love that they claim that they have, wouldn't just like being together in a moment of like stillness or contentment. Sure. It has to be sex. And then when you go over to Angel later on, they're always making jokes like, Angel? sex no it's sex with the person he loves it's gotta be perfect happiness it's they don't it's very loosey-goosey i think this is your boy Wheaton who is, is relating pure joy and happiness to climax with the person that you love right and, Which, and i would have to disagree i would too and i think it's a weird message to send to people yeah well i think that's the message that it's cringy yeah it's very cringy we're learning about angelus how awful he was, and him and Darla, their reign of terror, and I cannot wait till we meet Spike and Drusilla, because they were the, the four of them were the scourge of Europe. They were, yeah. And you know there were some things happening. Yeah, they're great. All four of them have good chemistry together. I love when uh, Angel, Mm -hmm. he turns after he has sex with Buffy, he becomes Angelus, and he's so evil. David Boreanaz playing Angelus, I will take that all day over him playing Angel. Yeah. He's so fun because he's so terrible. 
And I love Spike's just like, yeah. Drusilla's my, you know, he's all put upon and their their whole dynamic is great. They they were a thruple if I've ever seen one. 100%. Because we no longer have the fourth. Darla is dusted Already. until Angel, everybody, because she gets brought back. Thank God, because I love her. Yeah, I told this to Ryan off mic, and he was like, Psh. I want to date Darla. Yeah, Darla, she's Although, great. Come on, Drusilla. Well, was he... Join the mix. I like Drusilla as a character. Uh, she scares me too much to like want to be involved with her. Yeah, uh, you probably die. Spoik. The stars <laughs> are teasing me, Spoik. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And spoiler alerts about the stars. There, there's some great fan theories about Drusilla, which really? obviously, yeah, that she was a potential, that she was going to be a slayer. And when Angel turned her, that's why she's a little weebly wobbly because she's supposed to be a slayer, but she's a vampire. So now she has these, she's not quite right. He also drove her mad because he you know, murdered her family one by one. Well, that could drive Right. So anyway. Fair point. Excited to see Angelus in season two. Yeah. And the last thing I noted was when Buffy comes in and, and hurls Angel out of the house and Joyce is on the ground, <laughs> she finds Joyce on the ground, prone, uh-huh. and then picks up the phone and, am- and calls an ambulance. Right. My mom is bleeding. It immediately makes me think of the body. The body, yeah. Oof. Well- well, and that's exactly what I thought. During, yeah. During this episode when she's on the phone with the ambulance and mm-hmm. she's like freaking out about her mom. Yeah. This is the body. This is the which body. Which we'll get to. This. In four years from now. Well, what season is it? It's season five. Oh, wow. Yeah. So in <laughs> a lot of episodes. Yeah. I think that's all. I mean, we don't have to spend the whole time talking about what's going to come with Angelus, but it. I like that they're setting the scene for how awful he was. Yeah. And... I we will see Darla in flashbacks. She's dead in Buffy. She's she comes back in Angel. She's alive in my heart. Never forget. Forget. Well, all right. Uh, I think that's it for the spoiler zone. Uh, oh, do you have something else? What's her What's her line about getting excited? Oh, you so you, uh, can, feel it you can only suppress your real nature for so long. You can feel it brewing inside of you. I hope I'm around when it explodes. Yeah. Well, the irony being, we were all around when she exploded. Gotta go. Good night. See you next week. Bye. Bye.